Welcome to Highways and Hedges. I'm Joe. I'm Will. This is episode five, I think. Sounds right. I don't, I'm not sure. We had these really cool microphones that I brought today so that we could have high quality recording move up in the world. And I forgot the splitter that allows us to do both uh, microphones. So instead of just me being mic'd, we decided not to use the mics. We're back to the iPhone doing our high class podcast. Absolutely. So Joe, we're not precious. We're not precious here. So Joe, how are you doing? I'm good. Good. Doing very well today. Good. How are you? I'm great. Good. It's February. It's freezing out. Um, but and I'm inside where it's warm. That's true. So. <laughs> that's true. And you're not a coffee drinker. That's mm, I. No. I can't. I'm just amazed that you're having a good day because this is probably my <laughs> fourth cup of coffee this morning, <laughs> and it's only ten thirty. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's why I'm having a good morning. Yeah. I don't know what you mean by good morning without coffee. <laughs> I can't remember I, what I told you earlier. I said, you've already had too much coffee. You said something like, no, and I'm just getting started. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All Absolutely right. right. Um, so you told me, kind of gave me an update about some of the young guys that you were meeting with, wanting to start training them. And so um, that's, that's shifted a little bit from maybe what we talked about last time, maybe, maybe yeah. not, maybe not a lot, but maybe just some of the material that you're wanting to cover with them. That, that's changed a little bit. So, so talk to us about just what's, what's been going on with that recently. Okay. Well, one reason why I'm comfortable shifting the material is because my take on training young guys has not been that we don't have, um, contextualized material or appropriate material. I think there are great resources already out there. I think that the gap between training guys in small towns is not one of content, but it's one of relationship, that there's just not relationships of trust built that that content then houses. I think I've said that before on here. Yeah, That's, that's been my take. I don't know if it's right or not, but that's kind of what I'm going to start yeah. swinging at. And so I decided books were not the best approach because shortly after our our last conversation, I um, got onto a website called biblicaltraining.org. And they provide a, a diploma. Uh, I, I don't need the piece of paper, but the diploma organizes a group of classes. There's seven classes for it. It's called the Bible Foundations Track. And um, they provide you with one and a half hours of lecture each week that you can download to your phone. So you can listen to it while you're working. That's a huge thing in my mind. So I'm not adding hours of study to these guys' lives. Right now, what I'd like to do is just get them resources while they're remaining faithful in their lives, keep yeah. doing what they're already doing. Yeah. Um, and so I don't, I want to, at least at this stage, prevent them from adding a lot of extra responsibility to their life and really just um, enhance um, the time that they're already spending. So what I love yeah. is that this is just, listen to this while you're driving to work, or a lot of the guys drive for their work. So while you're driving the grain cr- truck, listen to this hour and a half of lecture um, so that's what we're, I'm planning to do now. Um, I don't know how much you want to know. Like, are you trying to ask, like, what's, what's, what am I going to do this year in Agros? Um, sure, sure. That's okay. a great question. <laughs> okay. I don't always know what hey, I'm Hey, how well, are you going to interview me, about. Will? <laughs> Would you like to ask me this question that I have an answer for? <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah. Okay. You, you read my mind. Really. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. Okay. Well, this is a bit of a canned answer because I've thought about this recently. Okay. I um, Agros is going to do two things this year. We're going to have a cohort and we're going to have events. The cohort is what I've just been describing. Mm-hmm. The cohort will start March through December. I am hoping and praying for about 10 men to commit to this cohort this year. 
It will start in March and it'll go through December. So the nuts and bolts of that is gonna be an hour and a half of lecture each week. We're gonna discuss it virtually. So most of the, like how do I assess that these guys are understanding it and internalizing it will be through these discussions. I'm not gonna require papers, I don't think. They, mm -hmm. These guys don't have time for that. Um, and then once a month, more for fellowship than training. We're gonna get together, share breakfast, I'm hoping, pray for one another's um, life and doctrine and ministry. And then I will probably try to plan some kind of ministry event after that that they can come to if they're free. But a lot of them will be coming to that prayer breakfast and then off to work because they work on Saturdays as well. Yeah. But that will be the Agros cohort March through December. My hope is these guys will get grounded in basics of theological training. Um, they'll start building a fellowship and then they'll be prepared for a year two training track where I focus a little bit more on either going in depth with theology or going in depth with ministry skills. Yeah. I'm going to adapt to what they need. So I won't really know what we're going to do in year two until I've spent this year with them. Gotcha. So that's March through December, the Agros cohort. The second thing I'm going to do are called, I'm just calling them Agros events right now. I think we're going to do four different events this year. We're going to do a work, like an eight hour workshop on, um, how to interpret the Bible. So just a day of hands-on practicing. How do I get the meaning of a passage out of the passage? Mm -hmm. That'll be late spring, early summer. We're going to do an eight-hour sermon preparation workshop. So building on what we did before, once you've got the meaning of the text, how do I turn that into something that's meaningful to others? How do I teach this? That'll be an eight-hour workshop. Then in August, any of the guys who are prepared for it, whether they've done the workshops or not, I really want a team of men who are willing to serve local churches whose pastors need a break in preaching mm -hmm. and who are also willing to let these guys come practice their preaching. Yeah. So for the month of August, I'd like to be able to offer some pastors respite from the pulpit and have these young guys go in there. And, you know, even if they only have one sermon prepared and they just preach that at four different churches through August, I'm okay with that because this will be the, this will be the time for them to actually like get evaluated for preaching live. In seminary, you'd do it in front of a class. You'd get recorded and evaluated by your professor. But I want these guys to be evaluated by real people and their real struggles. Not that seminary is not helpful in, in those things, um, but I just don't want to force these guys into a specific mode of preaching. I really want to be what drives their preaching. How do I feed the sheep? Yeah. And if I fed the sheep, I want that to be considered success. Yeah. And I, any other feedback I get is just bonus on top of that. So how do you imagine... A church giving feedback because a lot of times it's like oh yeah it was a good sermon. yeah right thanks you know? I really appreciated that I, yeah right um, I I think what I'll, I'd like to do is if the pastor decides he's gonna be there I'll give him a feedback form gotcha. that he can be watching for specific things that I'd like him to fill out or if there are mature members of the church who are excited about what Agros is doing and really want to own being a part of training pastors then I'll give those people the form as well. Gotcha. And probably have them send it to me instead of the young guy so yeah. that I can assess and then if, you know, uh, give him the feedback in a helpful way so he's not overwhelmed by critiques, those kind yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth event will be a conference I'm hoping will be in uh, October maybe. Um, and that <laughs> conference will be for anyone connected to the ministry in any way, supporters, pastors, churches, young men being trained, whoever, come. The purpose will be um, building fellowship around simple biblical teaching. We're not going to bring in a, a big name speaker, just have a couple of men probably 
that are in the network, get up and share something from the word, but then have time set aside for prayer with one another. I want that to be the event that helps um, set the direction for what Agros is trying to do. So part of it will be me explaining probably the, the vision for Agros, um, but then also be a place for pastors to meet one another, to let down their guards and be built up and encouraged and strengthened by one another. So those are the that's what I'd like to do with Agros this year. Gotcha. And you say you you think you have nine guys lined up for this cohort right now? Yeah, I I don't have commitments from nine of them, so I shouldn't say yeah. I I definitely do. Okay. But I've talked to there are nine men who are interested, and I think they're evaluating whether they have time for it. Yeah. So what's um from from these guys that you've talked to? What's kind of been their response? Are they are they excited about it? Do they see you know see a lot of the value of it? What's I don't know, just kind of flesh that out a little bit more just kind of what it their response yeah the i think it's kind of a spectrum there are guys who are i think excited for the opportunity to be invested in they're really eager for the material they're eager like they're excited by the the adaptable nature of the training that they can do it while they're working that they're not being ignored because they can't or are not going to bible college that kind of thing and then i think there are other guys who are just like i you know kind of want some spiritual input in my life right now, some direction, and I don't necessarily aspire to be a pastor. And I'm okay with that because one of the things that I've I've supposed, I don't know if it's true, but one thing I'm concerned about is that there are men who actually do have the qualities of a pastor, but they've overlooked themselves hmm. because they have an extra biblical uh, qualification for what a pastor should be. And so they've kind of written themselves off. They, they wouldn't want to be what they think a pastor is, but they might be willing to be what I think the Bible says a pastor is. Yeah. So I'm okay with guys who are kind of like, I just want to learn more about God's word and be a more mature member. Yeah. And then hopefully through the training, I can start uh, pushing them towards seeing, okay, you know, part of the path of following Jesus is taking responsibility for his other sheep caring about what they know and believe and how they live and whether that ever develops fully into the office of pastor or not. Um, it, I, it doesn't have to do that for all of these men for me to consider it a success. If they become mature men in their churches yeah. and serve a, you know, our great support to a pastor there, I would still consider that a success. Yeah, Just not the main, the main focus is I really want young men to, to see pastoring in small towns as a as a, a, a treasure that's worth selling all that they have to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, so just kind of geographically, I mean, how, how spread out are, um, the guys that, that are going to be involved with this cohort? If all the guys that I would love to commit do commit, um, I would have to drive, I think, the farthest would be two hours from where I live to meet with him one-on-one. -on -one. Um, yeah, that's probably right. And and I, I think this is unfortunate. My, uh, my personal connections are all in northwest Missouri because that's where I grew up and almost none in northeast Kansas. So I only, even though that's a region that I would really like to serve, I don't have a lot of personal connections there. So I think right now I've only got one guy in Kansas and he is right on the eastern border of Kansas. So yeah. I don't have a lot of um, relationships there yet. Most of it's up into Missouri, northwest Missouri. But I think we have a, 
that's the diameter. I was trying to think, is it the radius or diameter of a circle? We have a diameter of two hours, about two hours of driving between the farthest ends gotcha. of where these guys are at. Yeah. So um, if we gather in the middle, it would take each of the, it'd take the farthest drivers about an hour to gotcha. get to where we're meeting. Yeah. And so um, will, you, you'll pretty much just stick with one cohort. You, you wouldn't have, like, I don't know, if you started this partway through and then a bunch of other people, I don't know, if a bunch of, a bunch of other people, like, want to jump in partway through, like, what would you do with somebody like that? Or maybe, maybe that's borrowing problems from the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Jesus tells us not to do that, okay? <laughs> I'm supposed to be sufficient for today is right, its own right. trouble. Um, I, you know, it would be easiest on me if guys started when the cohort starts and finish when it finishes. And so I, you know, I could see where eventually there's like a year one cohort running and a year two cohort running at the same time. But if a guy comes to me in May and is like, this is what I've been looking for. I really want this. If he's ambitious, he could push through the material and catch up to the cohort. Yeah. So that's probably what I just gauge is like. If you're really interested, go ahead and sign up for the diploma, and you're going to have to listen to six hours of lectures a week. Yeah. But you'll catch up to us pretty quick if you do that. Yeah. Or if he's like, yeah, this is great. Let me start meeting with you guys for the prayer time, and then next March when you start a new cohort, I'll join. That yeah. could also be a really realistic way for a guy to jump in. I see the mon- monthly gathering as a great place to start build that the network and um, do the real work of building ties of love between men and sharing one another's burdens. Yeah. Um, and anyone can come be a part of that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I could have anyone, I, I should say people can do that at any time. Yeah. They don't, they don't need to start in March for that. Yeah. Um, this is kind of on the spot, but is there anything that you can think of that, you know, whoever's listening to this podcast right now, if they want to, be a resource to you um what what's the what's the best what are ways that they can help and even get involved i mean you you were already talking about you know come august you're going to have to have some churches that are are willing to you know have have young guys come in and share the word is is there anything like that that people can can already start thinking and praying like oh man or i don't know maybe you're gonna ha- you're gonna have to hold your workshop somewhere. I'm sure I'm sure you'll pick a central location. But it, if somebody's just like, man, I, I have a burden. I want to help. How can I help? Is there is there any anything that you you would say to that person? Yeah, it does. I mean, it depends on what the resource is that they want to share. So if if someone has a burden and wants to help, and and that's all they can say right now, then pray, <laughs> pray for us, because that that will be doing the heavy lifting for yeah. us. If people have specific resources or opportunities, you know, like if you're listening right now and you're thinking, man, I think my pastor could use a break. Um, Depends on what you mean by that. If you need a break from your pastor, don't call me because that's not the kind of situation I'm thinking of. But uh, if you're like, yeah, my pastor is taxed and I we would really enjoy being a part of training future pastors for churches in our area then just get in touch with me. It is I'm being very informal about how this thing gets developed there's not like a form you have to go fill out right now i really just want to to love and serve gospel preaching churches in our area um if you are really willing to make a big sacrifice for me and you're listening to this then consider joining the cohort even if you don't come to the monthly prayer gatherings if you live too far away from that or whatever i really want the 
the strength of this ministry, the strength of Agros to be we have adapted thoroughly to people who have other responsibilities in life. So just because it's uh, a remote opportunity does not mean that we're doing anything special. Every Bible college and seminary I know offers online training. That's not, well, I want the heavy lifting to be done. Did you ask good discussion questions? Did this, does this actually give them opportunities to apply it so that knowledge can settle down into their lives and then be expressed in love for the people around them? Is this merely abstract and intellectual, or is it actually transforming the way that they're being faithful in their ministries now? I don't feel like especially equipped to make those kind of decisions and would love someone who says, yep, you know what, I'm going to sign up for the diploma course, and I'm going to berate Joe at the end of every week for all of his failures to make this a useful way of training. Because I don't want to belittle the importance of training. I don't want to say, yeah, seminary requires too much training. We need less training and just more manpower. I want it to be quality. I want these men to be rightly dividing the word of God. I want them to study to show themselves approved. I just really want to make sure that any work that can be done to equip men who are already balancing a lot of other responsibilities and we're not able to go to Bible college or seminary, how, how can we do that uniquely well? So if you jump in and, and just go through it more for the sake of helping me design the training, the discussion questions leading that for coming years, please jump in. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, and also, I mean, if they if they see young men in their church or know of young men who they think might fit this description of they have a desire to serve or yeah. just even even potential to um, to to grow into that role where uh, you know where they developed um, definitely they should they should point them to you or point them to this great podcast <laughs> especially if you're in Kansas northeast Kansas yes, Joe needs to please. expand his maybe we can get a radio there. station there that there would we be go. great but we would need a we need more like music or something. Yeah, I don't know what we'd do. You can bring your ukulele. I think an accordion would be a little <laughs> bit more unique. That would be like my accordion that would is attract broken, so. attention. So I'll give you my but grandpa's yes. accordion. Oh, okay. Well. We could do highways and hedges a sea shanty episode. <laughs> I'd be down. For That's that. really popular on TikTok right now. I hear. That's awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, um, is there anything else that you want to say? Um, I can't think of any other, um, I, yeah, I just, I think what, what I'm really encouraged by right now is that things are moving from the theoretical to the practical. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited by that. Um, excited to just start trying to invest in these guys and, and encounter the hurdles that, you know, by disposition, I would rather sit and try to imagine them and uh, prepare for them in advance. Yeah. And I'm just realizing that I would never get anything done because you can't know what those are until you're doing it. Yeah. So I'm excited by that. Um, what What is the best way somebody can contact you? I think you should probably just send me an email. I check it every day, multiple times a day. You can email me at joeandbeccab at gmail.com. That's J-O-E-A-N-D-B-E-C-C-A-B at gmail.com. And yeah, just reach out. I'm uh, always looking to build this network um, with like-minded people. Yeah, absolutely. And 
as somebody who's also been in ministry, um, I'm sure Joe would just appreciate any encouraging emails as well. Yes. Yeah. Those are those are great, too. That's absolutely so, right. So questions, comments, concerns, send them his way. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, Joe, thanks for catching up. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.